This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so excited to have this woman, an amazing entrepreneur and mother on my show today. I have the beautiful and fabulous Kanika Chattagupta, who is a wife, mom of three, twins, by the way, plus one, (laughs) and CEO of Chronology Agency, a digital marketing firm specializing in branding and web design. As a former television anchor and executive producer for CNN, Kanika is a born storyteller and hosts the widely popular That's Total Mom Sense podcast where she interviews industry experts on parenting, lifestyle, and wellness. She invites thought leaders to share their mom sense experiences and dig deeper on topics like what to expect when you're done expecting, rediscovering your identity after kids, teaching children to meditate, rekindling your marriage, and dividing the workload at home. Guests include Eve Roski, Bobby Brown, Gabriel Bernstein, Rebecca Minkoff, beyond you guys, these names are like incredible. Her podcast also airs live on Dash Radio's Rookus Avenue, which garners 1.14 million listeners per month, excuse me. Kanika earned her bachelor's degree from Boston University in International Relations and Management and her master's from the University of Miami in Broadcast Journalism. She serves as the president of BNI Chapter 6, which is part of the Global Business Networking International Organization in New York. She's a trained Indian classical dancer and is a member of the Sa Dance Company led by Payal Kadiaka, founder of ClassPass. She's a member of the Gamma Phi Beta Sorority, South Asian Journalist Association, Asian Women in Business, and Hey Mama, head of South Asian Mom. And that is actually how Kanika and I met is Hey Mama. Yes. Kanika, welcome to my show. Thank you, Ali. My pleasure. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. Guys. <laughs> so you know, we're doing a really fun swap. I was just on her amazing show, Total Mom Sense. If you guys haven't checked it out, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can listen to hers. It's amazing. It is all about that mom sense and your true like intuition. And I just love her show. I was so excited to get to have her on my show today. So make sure you guys, you know, check that out. That'll all be in the show notes. But Kanika, welcome. I want to dive right in. I just have to say, first off, you are a incredible boss, babe, badass mama. You got twins and another one, and they are not, you know, far apart in age at all. (laughs) I mean, so what are the ages of your kids? Okay. So, um, Christian Sohana, they're my boy girl twins. They're four. They literally just turned four and my youngest is two and a half. So they're all 18 months apart. Yeah. Okay. So that is like, so beyond intense. I feel like it's intense having two under two and it's like, oh no, like, like, let's break it down in your life and add twins to it. So like, (laughs) first off, I mean, amazing. So first off, like, you know, the fact that like, I watch you time manage. I mean, even when like we've been chatting back and forth for over like a year now from meeting from Hey Mama and our first conversations, I'm like, wow, this woman is such a badass when it comes to time management. Like, Let's dive into that because I feel like that is such a struggle and a real like juggle when it comes to mom life for so many of us, raising my hand, myself included. You know, I know your background is so extensive and everything you've done, but like, how do you think you got to that place? Like, what, like, you know, why do you feel that you have been able to step into that role 
um, so well. And I guess like, what would you share um, from going from what I explained, you know, in your bio where you started as an anchor and everything to who you are now, give us a little backstory and like, let's get into that time management piece. Yes, absolutely. So um, let's see how far back to like where I grew up and stuff. Whatever you want, wherever you feel, I guess maybe, you know, maybe that time management was like labeling my trapper keeper with like the purple marker for math and the green marker (laughs) for science. Like that was me, you know, and I just, I was very detail oriented. I think um, that helped me, you know, I think I'm all about organizing, categorizing. And so it just started at a very young age where you know, I was doing it in school to keep track of my subjects and whatever I was working on. Um, and then I would make time blocks um, out of my day from when I had dance practice or track or, um, you know, piano or what have you. And so it just, it's amazing how now we have the technology to go that much further. Um, but now that I have my, um, actually, I'll take it to before I had kids when I actually started working for the network. So um, when I was with CNN, I was stationed in India and I really um, enjoyed my time there. I got the opportunity to cover some um, milestone events like the 2611 terror attacks. Um, I interviewed survivors and um, Slumdog Millionaire going to the Oscars and, you know, just a lot of um, incredible um, artists from Priyanka Chopra to um, Miss Universe Sushmita Sen, uh, Lily Singh, you know, I've just um, had that opportunity to just, you know, interview them on red carpets or in studio. Amazing. Yeah. And so at the network, um, it was time management and kind of risk management and like knowing um, what to, you know, kind of uh, disseminate to the public when. Um, So it was like an added pressure. But if you've seen a newsroom, and I mean, there's so many shows on it from like the morning show to to newsroom um, that you could watch it, the pulse, it's like a living thing. Um, It's just, there's a buzz. And when you see it from the assignment desk to the producers, to the, you know, head of the entire, you know, network to um, the anchors and the reporters and um, news directors. And so like, everyone's just, um, it just balls in the air, you know? Um, And then (laughs) there's there's breaking news that happens or, you know, an interview or an expose or a long form thing that, that needs to be covered. And so knowing how to manage and navigate that, um, was, it's, it's an art really. And so I, um, as an executive producer for the show that I hosted, it was called E Tonight. And it was a lot like E News, um, where I had my, um, celebrity guests in studio or out on lives at red carpets and stuff. Um, I had to come up with the, um, the program block. And so it was like, okay, what are we kicking up the show with? Um, and that's, um, that's called the A block. And then the B and C blocks are like the meat of the show. Um, and so, you know, what are the top stories that we're covering? And then the D block is like the more like, you know, um, kind of just easy, not fluff, but it is a little bit. It's like, you know, now we can show pets and like <laughs> you know, things like that, like the fun stuff that's not especially newsworthy. Um, and so I had to compartmentalize stories that way. Um, so it's not exactly time management, but it's still like prioritizing. Um, Absolutely. And, so, and yeah, a lot of tasks and like you said, like moving parts and balls everywhere. So right. I get it. It makes sense now to me 
why then stepping into motherhood, especially yes. being a twin mama and having yep. a little one that I did. So did you kind of take those skills and like compartmentalize again? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like if I were to give you my tangible takeaways, it would be um, one, I put everything on Google calendar. I have to, I just, even if it's meditate, even if it's you know, school drop-off, um, which, you know, my kids are going back to daycare and my youngest is at home and we have at home childcare for him, but, um, whatever it is, I would, I would write drop-off pickup, you know, cause it, yes, I know what time to do that, but when it's on the calendar, it gets done. Um, and so same with my podcast interviews or client calls, um, or time blocks to work. So I just, I love that. Um, and then the other thing is, um, kind of, uh, let me see, sorry, give me a second. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> you can cut all this part spot, out. You know? Yeah. No, spot. no, no, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's cool. Cause I, I know I've answered this before and I just, I wanna make sure that it's like a cohesive. Number one was Google Docs, I mean, a Google Counter. Number two, um, so number two is just to to get organized and, um, and prioritize. I think um, I personally label everything and so, you know, with the twins, like I have um, in their nursery, it's like, you know, their, their closet is labeled. And that way, um, when they outgrow something, I have my youngest is, um, is a boy. So he gets the hand-me-downs from his older brother. And I have literally like stuff like that, um, that he's outgrown or, you know, what toys am I saving for the younger one? So that's um, another really helpful tip. I feel like those are my top two. I love that. Those are great. And, you know, I have to say, like, I schedule, you know, the podcast on my phone and everything, but I may have to do that when you say, like, you actually put in literally everything. So do you literally schedule your entire day into your Google calendar? Yep. Except for the bathroom breaks, but yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm not just because, you know, it looks really, um, you know, packed, but it just, yeah, I have the kids, um, Kind of activities in another color and then I have you know my podcast related um, activities and you know when I'm in touch with my manager um, in another color and then chronology agency is my um, branding company so if I have client calls that's in another color so it's like you can really get creative with it um, and that way you just take a glance and you're like oh I know what I'm doing today Wow. Well, and I love that you said it, you know, it looks packed because I think that's maybe been why for me personally. And I wonder for others listening, if that's why also maybe some people don't do everything or put everything on there, because I know for me, when I see it all on there and it's that packed, I get like anxiety into my day of like, oh my gosh, I haven't even started yet. And look at all the shit I got to do. Yeah, how do you, you know, like, how do you manage that? Because honestly, like, I know obviously there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes, but like truly can you go like, I, I've watched you and everything you do. And like, you know, you're so inspiring in the way that you handle things and that, you know, at least it seems like overall, you know, everybody's happy and you got your shit together and things are happening. Like, you know, I, like what, what advice would you share with like, you know, when you do look at your phone and you have all those things like booked out, like how do you not allow yourself to get overwhelmed and how do you continue to allow yourself to schedule that way um, that you, you know, even though you are scheduling and knowing maybe it's going to be packed that like you continue to like walk into that and like show up for all that. 
Yes. Yeah. I think um, I'm just, because I'm an organization freak, I like to see everything <laughs> in front of me, you know, and if it's labeled or, um, you know, put in a box, I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. This, you know, I can process this. Um, so it really does depend on how you're hardwired. If, if that's not your jam, it's fine. You know, you don't have to um, like force yourself to think this way. But for me, I just, um, I, I like, Kind of seeing things in front of me and then it's also I start the day with meditation so that's what's coming right up front you know it's like I when love you take, that. yeah and it could start it's five minutes like I'm not someone who is you know a yogi who can um you know like meditate for hours on end and I have such respect for those who do and and can carve out the time I mean I'm someone who I love to sleep in, you know, there are oh times my gosh, where I'm like, both. Oh I my can't, gosh. Uh, I, I need like eight or nine hours. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And it's like, usually it's because of the baby um, who sleeps in our room and then the twins are in their own room um, that I'm up, you know? And so like, if, if everyone kept sleeping, sleeping, I wouldn't wake up. Like, I'd be like right. <laughs> you know, that's it. We're just, you know, going to just um, kind of laze through the day. But, um, but I try, even if it's just five minutes and I glance over at my phone and see what time it is and know that they're still sleeping. I'm like, okay, let me just do my deep breaths and whatever it is, I have a rosary, like something um, to start the day. And then you just feel a little bit more clear headed. Um, and if you have a mantra, even better, it could be just like a mantra or words of affirmation that you say three times to yourself. And then you're like, all right, let's go. You know, um, I feel like it's so empowering. So there are going to be challenges along the way and, you know, your schedule is going to be overwhelming. There's no way to control that, but at least, you know, you're ready to kind of have the mindset to tackle it. I love that. That's so awesome. And, you know, I love that you said you start with meditation because it's so funny. Like the more amazing women and moms that I meet that are just so empowered in who they are and, you know, making things happen. It's like so many of them either do affirmations or meditation or yoga or some type of stillness that allows them to tap back into themselves. And I just think it's so cool to hear some people say it because I feel like it's becoming more like quote unquote mainstream to like talk about. And it gets me so excited because it's something that like even I tapped into, you know, especially at the beginning of my postpartum depression and it really saved me and was a game changer in my life. And even now, so, and so much so that like, when I don't know about you, Kanika, but when I'm off, like one day I'll realize like, oh shit, I didn't meditate today. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I'm the same. And it's just, honestly, it doesn't have to be this um, big ordeal. Like when I do feel off um, or, you know, and it, like, if I'm just kind of um, thrown off by my kids and just feel like I want to, you know, yell my ass off, I, I take <laughs> a second and I'm like, or, or even after the fact, and I'm like, okay, that was like, you know, stressful. Then I'm just like, let me just regroup a little bit, take three deep breaths and then start over, just do over, you know, and then you, you just kind of keep forging ahead because it's, it's really hard to stay in that state of mind all day, but, um, but you can just start over, forgive yourself. I, I love that you said that, forgive yourself and start over because I was just going to say to you, like, 
you know, being someone who is so organized and that it's something that comes natural to you and, you know, you step into that so well, you know, what happens when maybe you fall out of alignment and, you know, you have so much going on and things are just not going the way they should, as we all know, we experience in mom life, you know, like, how do you handle that? So you, so you reset, so you take a moment and you allow yourself to essentially, like you said, you forgive yourself and you reset before you step back into that moment. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that. That's such, write that down. Anyone listening, whether you're a mom or not, like seriously, that is such a, so simple, yet such a tangible and incredible, you know, gem uh, to take away from this because, you know, we all, especially now, right now, obviously most of us home and the pandemic, you know, everything going on, it's all rocked us in our own ways. And I just think that's such a great, you know, sentiment that you just said, you know, like forgive yourself and reset and take, take a moment and then go back into it, you know, in a much clearer space versus the chaos that you were feeling before or the anxiety or whatever the emotion may be that coming up for you. And so, you know, can you get that being said, you know, you do have your twins plus, you know, your other little one. What is it like? Cause obviously I have no clue. <laughs> what is it like being a parent to twins and like, what would you share? Because you're really um, empowering to other twin, you know, parents out there and speak about twin parenting and, and how to handle it. Like, share with us because I think there's so many people obviously who do have twins and I obviously have no advice being, you know, I have two, but I don't have twins. Like I have no idea, you know, um, how to go. I have a very dear friend, um, you know, like kind of like a extended family member to me, um, growing up was twins and I watched her and I was always just amazed and like, oh my gosh, this is so wild. Like tell us about your twin journey and like, what would you share as twin parenting? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I'll start from like how I kind of brought them into existence. And I don't mean sex. Um, I mean, <laughs> I actually manifested them. I don't know. I really just trust the universe. And I love that, you know, on um, the interview that you gave on my show, you, you talked about how um, your grandmother was like, you know, your guardian angel and kind of was there when you finally got pregnant after the show, you know? And so I like, I feel like there's definitely a timing and there's um, a powerful, like universal force behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, so we were trying for a little bit and I, um, I don't know what it was, but growing up, I was always intrigued by twins. I used to like love sister, sister and full house and like would (laughs) Tia and Tamara and um, the Olsen twins. And I used to even watch like um, there was just random like specials on TLC um, where it was like twin conventions. Um, And I don't know why, like my 12 year old self would be like, that's so cool. And I'm like watching like twin kids, you know, like be in like a contest. Um, But I just, I had a feeling, I was like, I feel like, you know, I'm into them because that's what I'm going to have. You know, I just knew. Um, And I had these um, two little, a picture, like a magazine cutout of two booties that I had put on my, my vision board. One was pink, one was blue. And um, after I had gone through like um, a miscarriage before, um, it was literally a year to the date that I, I found out I was having twins. And then when we, when we found out the genders, it was like one was a boy and one was a girl. And I mean, my husband and I were floored because I, I told him, I was like, that's what's on my vision board. Like wow. I just, I, I put it on there because I knew I wanted a kid, you know, and I didn't care if it was going to be a boy or girl. So I had both the booties on there. 
but the fact that it was like both at the same time, I was like blown, you know, like how, how did we just manifest this? But, um, so yeah, I definitely think there's a power in that. So if you want twins, try it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the, uh, the actually Paris Hilton wants to have one of each. So maybe she should do that. There you go. I love it. Yeah. Right. I love Paris. I styled her many years ago and, uh, she's awesome. I actually reconnected with her recently on a clubhouse. I was, Mm -hmm. I'm cracking up that you just said that. Yeah. Cause she wants wants one of each. They're, they're awesome. It's really, it's a unique twin parenting journey. So, um, yeah, then, then we had them and then, um, when they were just nine months old, I mean, just to put it into perspective, they were like blobs and I was still nursing and I got pregnant with my third. And so, you know, it was just like, wow, I, I didn't think that it would happen so suddenly. And it's just there, it's, it was a blessing. Um, but I joke that I was thrown into the deep end. You know? <laughs> I would I, say so. Oh my yeah, God. I no, like, I felt I like shit out. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's intense. Like, I mean, I felt like it was fast with Arlie, you know, and, and I, you know, and it was still like almost, you know, two years apart. I mean, for you, it was what, 18 months? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, they were just, they were so young when, um, when my third was born, but I, I actually wrote this blog on my top five tips on what to do when raising two. And, um, and I'll go through them. Cause I feel like it's, it's the unconventional pieces of advice that nobody really gives you. Um, cause I'm all about trusting your intuition and your mom's sense, but sometimes, you know, if you, if you have a friend who's been through it, she's going to hook you up. And so, um, that's what I can do. The, the first tip is have your babies on the same schedule. It's so crucial. There's an, this is a non-negotiable. And I know that like a baby nurse or, or those in the hospital will say like, when you have one, um, yeah, you should consider putting them on a schedule and, you know, like make sure that they're napping at a certain time and eating at a certain time with twins. You just have to, because you can't have one nap and then the other nap and then the one eat and then the other eat. It's just, you can't, you have to be efficient. Um, I was so efficient that, um, so there's a twin Z pillow. Love that thing. It looks so strange. It's, it's almost like the leech co, um, you know, that long pillow that you can use during pregnancy. Yeah. I just, I just looked it up when you said it. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's almost like that, but it's, um, it looks like a big three and you sit in the middle and then you have one twin on one side and then the other on the other. And it's, um, and it's for breastfeeding. And so, um, you know, it, when you have them on that schedule, that means like if you're nursing or bottle feeding, um, I love that thing. So I would just have them, you know, just snug against me, um, and would nurse them together in tandem. And then, um, and it's so funny, you have to end up switching. Like after you do, one side, you actually do have them switch and they drink off the other side because they can get what the other left behind. I don't know. It's wow. Like, oh, that are amazing. is so cool. Yeah. So it's like, you do still want one to drain one breast, but then the other might get remnants and the way that they suck is different. And so they'll get it all out. Um, but yeah, so I would do that at the same time. And, um, and it was just super efficient. So bath time and um, nap time, everything kind of would be, um, you know, like to a T and, and if you have help, I mean, you, you just, I feel like that's, you have to, that, that's my second point, assemble your village. You definitely need help when you have 
twins. Um, you can't do it alone. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of women who end up having to and relegating to, but um, in an ideal scenario, you have a husband who's helpful, you have, um, you know, parents, family members, um, childcare, something to help you. Because if you're with one, you can give the other baby to somebody else. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's so, so important. Assemble your village. Number three is you don't actually need two of everything. And that was something that like, I'm glad I didn't go nuts with the pink and blue everything. Um, a lot of stuff I was like, you know what? We're buying one and it's gonna be yellow or gray. And <laughs> you guys are <laughs> freaking sharing, you know? Like, I don't need to do everything. You already have your two infant car seats, your two like, you know, little jumpers and um, what is it? Like your, whatever, you have just two of a lot of things. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, yeah like cr cribs and whatever. But then let's say like for your ergo, you, you can manage with one um, and, you know, have the other in a stroller. Um, you can have them share their toys. I, I think it's important that like they learn that early on um, and they love it. You know, I just, uh, yeah, you just don't need to clutter your home with two of everything. Um, number four is allow your twins to embrace their innate bond. Mm -hmm. And this is what I find to be so, so special. Um, I used to say they're roommates to roommates. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> but it's just, it's the cutest thing when you see it unfold in front of you. Um, our kids, like, this is so cute. Just I'm um, thinking back. So when they were um, super tiny and just like a few um, days old, we would swaddle them and, um, and put them in one crib on either side, like horizontally instead of vertically. And they somehow after like, you know, let's say we just put them down for a nap and checked on them a few minutes later, they somehow would scooch in their swaddles and end up in the middle of the crib. So like, I don't know how they did that because, you know, they're tiny and like, I mean, it's hard to scooch when you're a burrito, but they somehow did it, you know, and that's how tight they were that like, they just needed to be together. So, um, um, even though my pediatrician was like, oh, that's a citrus, like don't have them sleep in one crib. I just knew I trusted my mom's sense on that one. And I was like, you know what? They're swaddled. They're not rolling over yet. It's fine. And like, if they want to be squished up against each other, because that's how they were, um, for like, you know, in utero, that's fine. <laughs> you know, that's like let incredible. them have that. Wow. I mean, yeah. all things you shared were really amazing, but that, I mean, tip that, you know, intuition, that knowledge, that is really beautiful because like you said, like you were told like, oh, you know, maybe not, you know, not really recommended, but like for you, your intuition, your mom sense, you were like, no, you know what? That's how they were in the room. That's how they bond. That's how they are. So like, I'm going to let them be that way. And good for you, because I think, you know, I can't, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, okay, well, that's not that whatever the doctor be. says. Yeah. Whatever the yeah. doctor says. And like, exactly. Tapped into you and like, my babies, like you said, were roommates to roommates. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you knew, you know, you, you knew what they were doing. That's just so powerful. Yes. Yes. And then my last tip is just to encourage their sense of individuality. Um, and I mean, a lot of the, the twin book, like parenting books I was reading um, mentioned, like the authors would mention that they hated that people would just refer to them as the twins. And, you know, they're still like two individual distinct people and personalities. Um, and I get that. And I think, um, you know, having a boy and girl even more so. And so I love just seeing 
like my girl's just such a girly girl. It's, it's adorable. I mean, she's, she's almost like she's kind of tomboyish too. So, you know, she loves her Elsa and Anna dolls and um, like her frozen dollhouse and playing with that kind of stuff, but she can like lie down on the floor and play with cars and trains with her brother. She just wants a pink car or a purple <laughs> bar, you know, <laughs> but she's like, we can do this too. And then my um, son, um, he's just, oh my gosh, he's like kindness personified. He's really sweet and emo and he um, loves his cars and trucks and, and that kind of thing. And my youngest is like a wrecking ball. He can play any sport <laughs> and he just literally just runs into you and he's the class clown of the family, um, makes us all laugh. And so each of them have such a distinct personality. And I know when you have one at a time, you notice it more, but just because you have them together doesn't mean you like lump them together. Oh, so oh, such such a great tip. It's, I mean, you know, even if, you know, you don't have twins, you know, I, I've had to keep being intentional about that with Amelia and Arlie, like, because they are so close in age. And there are times where I'm like, okay, the girls, and I'm like, no, 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 okay, Amelia is the toddler, she needs this, you know, Arlie's a baby, she needs that. And I have to remind myself of what you just said with their personalities, like there are so many similarities in them, but I already see how different they are in a lot of ways. Like Amelia is so like independent and will go sit and read a book for, you know, an hour on the couch and like, just check in with me. But she wants to be sitting and, you know, looking through the book and just, you know, indulging. And then Arlie, of course, the baby, but you know, she'll want to be like me cuddling her and be like all about me and feel my warmth. And, you know, and it's like with Amelia, when she was a baby, she was cool with like, just kind of laying on the floor playing with their toys. So it, it, it's so true how different their personalities are and, and embracing that and really tapping into that. And I want to know too, Kanika, like, you know, besides the twin moment, in fact, you are a mom of three, you know, how is it having the twins and then having your little one, like, does your little one ever feel left out because of the twins? How do you manage, mm. you know, the, the differences in the sense that it is two and then one, like, is there, um, you know, I don't want to say noticeable, but it, you know, is there a, a difference in the sense of the parenting and the way the child uh, receives it? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, when he was first born, we did, um, do that whole, like tried and tested, um, scenario where you say that the baby brought you some gifts. So we did that with our, you know, one-year-olds. We were like, um, this is baby Shrey. And like, he bought you this and he bought you that. And so like, um, that was like a way to just kind of start with like um, a truce. <laughs> you know, it's like he's joining the family, but like he loves you. Um, so I think that's a good way when you have your, your second or third um, kid to kind of get your kids to love them um, right off the bat. And then, yeah, now that they're all toddlers, it's hard because um, the twins do like, it's a, it's a challenge that I'm, I'm grappling with where the twins do leave him out um, because they have their own kind of thing that they do and they're older and they're just like, no, Shrey, don't touch that. Or no, don't do, you know? And I'm just like, I just don't want you to be brats to your baby brother, you know? So it is something that, um, that I'm faced with on a daily basis. And I think what, how we just kind of go through it is just behavior modification. And we make sure that we sit with a child who's actively leaving them out um, and say, how would you feel if you, if you got left out and, you know, Sohana and Trey played without you, like, wouldn't you feel bad or, um, or whatever it is. And so that they like learn that empathy. Um, and then when they do include then we just make sure that we're like singing their praises, praises for that. Like 
that was really great. You played with him. You, um, you know, used to, you read your book to him or you like showed him your dolls or you, whatever. And it's just, they have those moments where they're so nurturing, you know, and like they like pet him and stuff and it's so cute. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's like, they have those moments. And I just, I think that if you can zero in on, um, like complimenting your kids when they do that, and then, you know, taking them aside and like, having a little pep talk when they don't do that, then they'll just remember that like, just treat, treat your baby sibling, just like you want to be treated, you know? Oh, I love that. That's such good advice. And just like, you know, sound advice for anyone, you know, whether, you know, you're a twin mom or not just having multiples. I think that those are, you know, just such great tips. And honestly, Kanika, like, I'm so inspired by how you, you know, not, not only embrace motherhood, but like truly like show up for your kids and you can just see you're such a amazing mom but also such an inspiration when it comes to all the hats that you wear and all the juggling you do in your business and the agency you have and your amazing podcast you know I just want to recognize you know just how empowering you are to other moms thank you thank you I'm so touched by that um yeah I think it's just it's all in a day's work and I feel like something that motherhood has taught me is that um, I choose to live with purpose. And, you know, before, like when you're in your twenties, you're kind of just like living by the seat of your pants and you're just like, you know, figuring shit out and you can be selfish. And there, so, like, I feel like most people have a trajectory where, um, they're kind of just going through the motions of life, you know, but, um, when you have this transformation happen to you, where you have these, um, you know, young human beings who you're responsible for, and you have to model yourself. Um, you want them to model, uh, what am I trying to say? Sorry. You should model yourself um, for them to follow and, and, you know, like be an example. I think um, it's all the more reason you make a choice to live with purpose and whatever I commit my time to and my energy to and my heart and soul into, it better be meaningful. You know, I'm I not- love that. Yeah. I yes. want to make an impact. Like I won't waste my time on anything else. Yes. Oh my gosh, guys, write that down. You know, live life with purpose, you know, be intentional about that, be meaningful, really, you know, tap into like, what is the reason why I'm doing this? Why, you know, and, and does it go back to that? And I always tell people that when they ask me the question for myself and I'm like, you know, like, what's your why and what you just said of being living life on, you know, with a purpose and like being meaningful about it. And really tapping into that. I think that speaks probably, you know, to why you are so successful in all the different, you know, hats that you do wear and also being the mother that you are and how you've embraced, you know, being a twin mom and a mom of multiples and, you know, just all the things that you do. So I so appreciate that. Kanika, I love everything you shared here. And I think you dropped so many gems and so inspirational, so empowering. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you would want to share with us that, you know, we should write down or take away or anything that, you know, um, you know, might be coming up for you, anything in that space. And then of course, tell us where we can find you and follow you. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, there is a quote that I came across recently that, um, that I'd like to share. Cause I really, I feel like what I was meant to do in my life is be a storyteller. And I love, um, you know, telling stories through like my clients um, with their brands and, and their online presence and what that narrative entails and telling stories through my interviews on my podcast. Um, and so this quote is, uh, da, 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 let me find it. Um, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. 
And I feel like that's um, a credo that I live by um, is, is kindness because everyone has a story and you just, you don't know um, what they're going through, but if you have that empathy, um, you just instantly connect. And I think that it's amazing when you have a community of moms um, because we all have our own stories and journeys um, in motherhood and that level of um, understanding and empathy that you feel is like boundless. So that's just one thing that I want to share. And it's just, it's great that you and I have um, that bond right off the bat. We get each other and it's nice to be able to talk openly about it. And thank you for giving me your platform um, to do so. And, um, and yeah, I can be found on um, all the podcast players. So there's Good Pods, who our friend JJ Ramberg is the founder yes, of. Yes. So shout out to JJ. Definitely download Good Pods um, on uh, you know Apple or the Play Store. And um, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, the show's called That's Total Mom Sense. And you can follow me on Instagram. My um, handle is at Kanika Chada Gupta. And my, um, my website is that's totalmomsense.com. Amazing. Well, I love that you shared that quote because it is so true. You're right. Everyone has their own battles. Everyone has a story, whether they share it or not. And it, you know, it really does bring all of us together. Like you said, even us and the way we bonded and everything we shared from the get-go from our phone calls to now our podcast interviews. I just love everything you shared and you know, where your heart is and how you truly do live with purpose. Everything will be in the show notes, guys. Kanika, thank you so much for being here. And guys, till next time, live life with purpose and stay inspired and cheers. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.